Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pamela Brewer welcoming you to this edition of 530 here on Transitions Tuesday at Mind Talk. 530 is our new series that focuses on the day-to-day experiences of a man living with dementia, living with quite a new diagnosis of dementia for him. He was actually diagnosed with mixed dementia on May 30th, hence the name 530. And I'd like to welcome back to the conversation Jim Brown. Jim, how are you? I'm good today. How have things been going since last we talked? Up and down, uh, good days and bad days. There's some days that I'm very sharp and some days I'm not. Uh, Give us an example of a good day. A good day is when I can um, be on top of everything that I need to do and uh, and get it all done in the time that is that I want to get it done. And uh, and a bad day. And a bad day is when I didn't get anything done, <laughs> and I, I realize it at the end of the day that I well, I, what did I do today? Nothing. And. Um, or I did very little today, or I didn't do this today, or, or you know, it, it, it gets to a point where uh, I get depressed when I realize that there was so much to be that I could have done that I didn't do. Well, what do you think that's about on those days? Does the day just kind of go by you and you don't realize it, or do you think your mind's wandering? What do you think is happening? I'm not sure what's going on. I just, that... Uh, um, yes, the day is going by, and uh, nothing interests me. Um, I'm not that interested in, in doing anything. And uh, I, I, that may be a form of depression. I don't know. But it gets to a point where I don't really uh, have the the energy to do, uh, to do things. Uh, nothing that's going on motivates me or stimulates me to to do more um i look for things myself i do things myself to stimulate myself to stimulate me to to move forward or to do things um now, one of the things that we've talked about is uh, your doctor's recommendation that you continue to have conversations with people to be socially active. On those days when you don't feel like doing much of anything, is it hard to have conversations with people? Is it hard to reach out? No, not when I when I when I. Uh uh, when I do it, no, it isn't. Um, but what about it, those it, days when you don't feel like doing much of anything? Uh, I have to motivate myself to do something. I have to motivate myself to to call somebody. I have to motivate myself to to uh, to just get involved with somebody or some something. How how do you motivate yourself? Uh, you think about what you're doing what you're not doing and what you like to do and and you start coming up with things that you like to do and you figure out how to get them done um that's that's the way i've always done it um some days i can do that easily and some days i can't 
So the days that you can't, you're not really clear on what's going on, except that it is going on. Do you know in the moment, are you aware that the day is sort of slipping away from you, or do you not become really aware of it until the end of the day? You you, 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 you sit around, you daydream, you, 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 you go through your mind, go through things in your mind uh, that are not uh, necessarily relevant to the moment, but they're things that you think about, and you think about them and think about them, and you end up spending two or, two or three um, minutes or, or, or several minutes on just contemplating or thinking about a particular issue or particular whatever, and uh, you turn around and say, wow, hours gone by, and while I'm spending time thinking about this or that, and you're not really giving yourself uh, the energy or the, 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 the wherewithal to actually solve anything. You're just thinking about things. It seems like you're struggling a little bit now with trying to put your thoughts together. Are you? I don't know if I am or not. Are you struggling with put my thoughts together is 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 is, is, is something that someone else can tell uh, more so than I can okay because if I'm struggling to put my thoughts together then I don't know it at the moment that I'm doing it but okay someone can say to me hey um, it took you a while to say that or you need to say this this way okay and then I'll know but I don't know when I'm struggling uh, I I may realize that it took me longer to say something than it normally would, uh, but I don't know. I don't. I don't recognize it as a struggle. So when someone says to you, "Gee, it took you a long time to make a decision or to uh, in, engage in that activity, whatever it is," do you find that helpful or not helpful? I find it very helpful because then, because I, I don't realize that I took that long to make a decision. I realize sometimes that I don't make decisions quickly, and I don't. I never like to make decisions quickly, but there are times when I, when I'm, when I, uh, it takes me longer to make a decision than it normally would, and I, I want to. I like for someone to tell me that. So, from what I understand, there are times, even if you're having a meal, where it's hard for you to decide what you want to eat. It's hard for you to decide what you want to drink. Would you say that's new behavior, old behavior, or just a change in things for you? Uh, it's it is it's both. Okay. Because uh, sometimes I'm very very sure about what I want to eat, uh, how I want to eat, and what I want, and sometimes I'm not sure. And when I'm not sure, it takes longer to to sit down and look at a menu and decide. Uh, that I want this, this, or that. Is that frustrating for you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, and reaching out for help is 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 is, is something that I do. Uh, like make a suggestion for me. What, what do you see on the menu that you like? Uh, talk about some of this food here, because I don't see anything on here that really jumps out at me, that stimulates me, that makes me want to say eat this, or eat that. Uh, there are other times when I'm, I'm right on it. I can say, I can. Before I get to a restaurant or before I get to a meal, I know exactly what I want. And then other times I'm, I have to think about what I want. Just kind of a little bit challenging to make a decision. Well, a little bit, yeah. Okay. I, I, I look at it, you say it that way. I, I look at it as being, hey, 
I like for the food to speak to me. <laughs> okay. You know. And if it's not talking to you, you're yeah, not talking to you it. Yeah, you know, like uh, it's, okay. it's got to smell good, look good, and and be good. And then I'll I'll decide to what part of it I want to eat or not eat. In terms of your short-term memory, um, how how would you say you're doing with that these days? I, I don't really know. Um, when you when you ask me that kind of a question, I can't really place a judgment on me and say that my short-term memory is this or that. Um, I'd have to be given some examples or, or ask some specific questions about specific events and so forth, and I can say, well, that was something that is an example of my short-term memory or my lack of understanding or concentration that caused that to happen. Uh, but I can't, it's hard for me to make a judgment as to whether my short-term memory is good, bad, or indifferent or whatever. Okay, well, that makes sense. But one of the things I I think is useful for folks who are perhaps caregivers is to recognize that in the moment, the individual who has a form of dementia really may not understand what's going on and really may, you know, it's easy to get annoyed with someone if you think they're just not paying attention. But in the case of dementia, it may be that the attention is is simply not there and the individual is not aware of it. So asking questions, depending on how you ask them, can become very useful. Jim, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, uh, you were very much moved by a a document, not a documentary, but a news uh, story that you saw. And so I'd like to pick up with your experience of that particular news story. Folks, this is Pamela Brewer. You're listening to Mind Talk. Uh, you're listening to today's edition of 530, which is part of the Transitions Tuesdays series within the Mind Talk program. Don't go away. We'll be right back. The other day you told me about having seen a uh, a news story about a, uh, two different people who had uh, frontal lobe dementia. And you talked about one of the things that really struck you uh, sort of in a significant way. Do you remember that conversation? Yes. And can you tell us a little bit about what you saw and how it affected you? It was a uh, it was a sixty minute piece about a couple who was um, struggling with um, her husband was struggling with dementia and uh, and how uh, was he behaving? Do you remember? Yeah, he was he was um, uh, he he lost interest in himself, his children, his wife. Um, they had four children, and all of a sudden he got to a point where he could not 
uh, be the loving father that he wanted to be or that she that he'd always been. It just ha- it snapped and something happened and he and he was not there. And uh, she had to make a decision as to whether she's going to put him in an, put him into an institution or not. And uh, she made the decision to put him into an institution, and uh, that's where he he was. Um, he's uh, a guy who's like I think he was like forty seven years old, and he was like really losing it. Um, so that's early. Um, very although early. Well, I mean, we've talked about dementia. Yeah, but this particular type of dementia was one that strikes people early. It's not something that 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 happens with older people only. It's something that happens with with younger people, thirty five, forty year old people. So that's a little unnerving. And one of the things that they, uh, one of the things that the wife talked about, in addition to how difficult it was for her, uh, was the changes in his behavior. He began to obsessively eat. Yeah. Um, and gained several hundred pounds. And even though he was in a facility, you were telling me that he, well, he knew he was in a place. He didn't necessarily know it was a facility, if you will, and didn't think that there was any need for him to be there. So he was unaware of the behaviors. The problem that that really, really stuck with me was the fact that he was in this facility he wasn't really aware why he was there, nor was he really aware of the condition he was in. Um, and he didn't really feel as though he should be there. And that's part of the damaging things about some of the conditions and some of the areas that that uh, that this condition can lead to. It can lead to you not being aware of who you are, what you're about, and, and, and not being aware of the moment that you're in. Uh, That's unnerving, isn't it? It's very much so. You live your life and not really understand what's going on uh, with you, uh, with anyone around you. Um, There was a time when he was actually left home with two of his older children. And he uh, went inside and sat back and watched television while they... They uh, played and went through a lot of the activities that they, that kids go through, and he was unaware that they were even there. And uh, his wife gets home, and uh, she's all uh, upset at the fact that they're out there doing whatever they're doing, and he's inside uh, in his own world and not even aware of who they are and what they're doing. Do you worry about that happening to you? No. Okay. I, I don't I don't worry about stuff like that happening to me. Uh and I and I realize that his particular condition was a a particular one that happens to people and what what got me was the fact that it was uh, something that was really um how you say, um I don't like to use the word extraordinary, but it was something that was was so so it was it, it got to a point where he was very very intensely uh, 
affected by what was going on, what, what was not going on with him, and what was going on with him. He was not one of the people who 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 you would say um, could understand that today is Wednesday or Thursday, and really understand that it is really Wednesday or Thursday or Monday or Tuesday. He's, he he had got to a point where he could not could not be that real with himself. That was a disturbing point for me. Well, I I know that that you have a, a tendency to not necessarily struggle, but lose sight of the days, whether it's Monday or Wednesday or Friday. Um, what's going on with you when that happens? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it it could be that I went to sleep last night and had a dream and woke up um, uh, on on the Monday morning and thought that it was Tuesday. <laughs> it could happen. And so you don't see it as having any particular connection to the mixed dementia that you deal with? No, I think, uh, I don't know about you, but a lot of folks wake up and have to be really, really tuned into what day it is. What I notice about you is that it's a frequent question um, as to what day it is. And it's a question that I hear often during a day. Are you, were you aware of that? I use uh, references for um, for a reason. In other words, there's certain things that happen during the day, and I know that these things happen on Wednesday, these things happen on Tuesday, or so forth and so on. If I lose sight of those references, I may forget what day it is. Okay. And then have to have to refresh my memory for that reason. I don't know if that happens with everyone else, but that's what happens with me, and it's been that way with me for a long time. Well, what I'm noticing is an uptick in in the those kinds of questions. Let's go back to the program, because one of the things that you said struck you was the way in which the caregivers were impacted. There was another couple, um, and what the the person with dementia seemed like she would have almost lose her words and she would have to turn to her partner for help and her partner talked about her fears of losing the relationship and that really seemed to strike a chord for you it did uh these are two two ladies who were good friends for years uh they had done so much together and um uh, one was um, was was suffering from this particular condition of of uh, dementia, and um, she was at a point where she had to start to cut back on her activities. And um, she was a public speaker, and in yeah. most most of the time when she was uh, doing her speaks and her speeches and so forth. Or talking to the audience and so forth. She knew exactly what she was going to say, what she was going to do and so forth. And then uh, uh, she would get to a point where she had to uh, rely on her friend to help her recap or, or do something or say something. And she she depended on that a lot. And uh, So having a completely different experience of herself. Exactly. 
So what happens is is that the the friend said she said to her friend one day that uh, uh, no her friend said to her that's going to come a time when I'm going to have to do this for you and she said uh, um, I, I don't remember exactly what she said now but she said something to the point where I I, I have to do this for you because you can't and that struck a chord mm. with me in terms of her uh, being that that direct and that honest with her friend, her close friend, two people who had um, who had lived together, worked together for years, and all of a sudden she she had to admit to her friend that hey, you know, that sometimes you just don't you're not there, and I have to help you get there. And uh, that was that was really uh, touching to have her say that and see her do that to her friend can you think about a time when you might have difficulties doing things that you're used to doing now it's hard to think forward that way for me okay it's but it's 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 important to realize that though all those things are possibilities and that you can in fact get to a point where where you have to um realize that hey um the next moment is not going to come as easily as it it always has uh that much I'm aware of uh I'm not there yet but I do feel uh that there may come a time when I'm not really going to remember what's what and uh, I don't know when that'll happen. I don't know how it'll happen. I, I just know that I just hope that I'm uh, around friends and around the people who can help me uh, realize what's what. But I'm not, uh, it's not something I fear. Mm. Uh, it's something that I realize uh, once I started to read and understand Alzheimer's and understand dementia and so forth, understand what's going on. I realize that, that there's going to come a time when I will not be aware of of uh, of things, and um, I'm going to have to deal with it somehow. I don't know how to deal with it yet because it, it hasn't happened. Okay. But I know that there will be times when I will probably have to deal with uh, matters that are are not familiar with me. We're going to take a break, Jim, but there's a question that has, um, we've gotten a few questions of a similar nature, uh, asking how is it, well, I tell you what, why don't we take a break, and then when we come back, we'll, I'll share with you the question and see what you have to say about it. Folks, this is Pamela Brewer uh, having a conversation with Jim Brown, uh, recently diagnosed with mixed dementia. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Jim, there are 
several letters that have come in where people are really curious about the fact that you have been able to articulate uh, pretty clearly your historical experiences, early uh, experiences in New York, early experiences in the communications industry. And in fact, as we are talking right now, you continue to engineer the MindTalk program. So those that's complex. I mean, you don't just flip a switch and all of a sudden we have a, a show. So the question becomes, how is it that you have been, a, that you continue to be able to do such complicated things as engineering a program? How are you able to be so clear about historical facts? And on the other hand, perhaps have a hard time with deciding what to eat or drink. Uh, having some questions about whether it's a Monday or a Tuesday. Those two seem so different. I, I know. I understand. <laughs> How can I explain it? I can say this, that uh, uh, doing the work I do is um, is is automatic in a sense that it it get, I know what to be done, and it gets done. Um, so it's in your long-term memory. I, if you call it long-term memory, yes, it's there. It's something I've learned to do, and I can do it. Um, it's um, when you when you when it comes to new things, uh, I have to learn to do those new things, and depending on how quickly I learn them and depending on the, the degree in which I learned them would depend on how long they stick with me. Uh, new things are going to come and go. And as they come and go, they, 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 they will have an impact on me and they may not. Um, but I depend on my ability to, to understand things uh, thoroughly. Those things that I don't understand thoroughly, I do forget. Okay. And forget them very quickly. Okay. Uh, but those things that I really uh, enjoy and things that I really like to do, I, I learned them and I, and I learned them and I keep them. So things that you've been doing for a while, it's easier to recall those than it is to recall a new piece of learning that perhaps just happened yesterday and, and you didn't you weren't real clear about it anyway. So it's easy to lose that memory versus the longer term memory of things that you've been doing repeatedly. Yeah, and like I, engineering mind talk for twenty four years. <laughs> well, yeah, that's one thing. But the other thing is that. I, I don't know. You have to ask probably some some of the experts on this. How is it that uh, the mind works in such a way that you can remember some things very quickly and easily, and they stick with you, and and other things just don't? I don't know how that happens, and I don't know why that happens. I just know that it happens to me, and I don't know how often it happens to other people, but I do know it happens to me. Well, one of, one of the features of dementia is the difficulty with short-term memory and a, a lesser difficulty with longer-term memories. Uh, I just want to go over for half a second some of the areas that are impacted by, uh, in terms of frontal lobe dementia, attention, motivation, social behavior, problem-solving, decision-making, language. 
uh, voluntary movement. These are all things that can be impacted when the frontal lobe of the brain is impacted. We're going to call it for this day and for this conversation. Thank you, Jim, for again being willing to join us and to share your journey with us. Folks, this is Pamela Brewer. I thank you as well for joining us on this edition of 530 here on Transitions Tuesday at Mind Talk. This program and, and all Mind Talk programs can be listened to on demand simply by going to mindtalk.org. If the program is not on the homepage, you can do a search and pull up the program. Our programs are archived by the day and not the date. If you'd like to be in touch with Jim, you can send an email to him at jim at jim at mindtalk.org. That's M-Y-N-D-T-A-L-K dot O-R-G. To contact me, it's Pamela, P-A-M-E-L-A, at mindtalk.org. And folks, remember always, if it's unacceptable, it's unacceptable. See you next time.